to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good. A state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hardline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Oh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. It is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Hope everybody's having a good day, good night, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host. Well, Jason, why do you call yourself the co-host? Well, it's because God's the host, and so is Jesus Christ. They are the ones that run this operation, not me. I'm just the tech guy. I'm the kind of the mouthpiece, but even I can't even get that, um, you know, correct sometimes. In fact, I'm always messing, messing up my job. So, but you know what? Such is life. I've been having issues with Podbean. Music was playing at the beginning of the one percent or less with him. Uh, excuse me, the one percent with him show. Um, all of a sudden, like you know, my hands would be off the keyboard, off the mouse. All of a sudden, music would just want to start playing. And then before I had that issue. I was having connectivity issues. I, I don't know, but you know what? That's the enemy for you. I, I tell Satan, go to hell. Okay. You can't, you can't stick around here. Nobody wants you. Nobody likes you. Nobody respects you. And in the words of Bards FM, we're just going to throat stomp you back in the ground. I mean, you just, there's no room for you here, Satan. So you can just get the hell on back into hell where you belong. So anyway, <clears throat> speaking of hell, we got, uh, I got one clip I wanted to play. <laughs> I got one one clip I want to play. I, I can't believe this. When I heard this, I laughed so hard. <clears throat> there was a clip from Don Lemon from CNN. 
you know, our favorite, you know, leftist talking head, you know, who likes to just completely bash on Trump and America and basically everything that is normal and everything got in this nation. Don Lemon. Yeah, I guess he got promoted from the, you know, prime time, you know, nighttime spot to uh morning talk show host now. So yeah, that's some promotion. You got moved from prime time to, you know, a time where people don't even want to wake up and even look at the news. So congratulations, Lamon, for your promo. Um, let's listen to this clip because he gets destroyed. He gets owned by this. Um, I don't know what her name is. I don't know what her position is in London, but he was talking with somebody over there um, in the UK, I believe. Um, and he starts talking about reparations. I don't know. Some of you may have seen this. It was floating around Telegram. I just couldn't resist not playing the audio. But he was talking about reparations for colonial colonialism. And like what kind of what what kind of reparations we should be getting in this lady just completely destroys them with true history. And see, that's what makes this rich, because there's so many people out here that have no idea about the true history, especially when you like I've learned so much true history when I got involved in the assembly so much that they don't even teach you in school. In fact, I've learned a lot of things they've lied to us about. I mean, I've for the last two years, I've realized they've lied to us about a, a lot of things. But ever since I got involved in the assembly less than a year ago, actually a year coming up in October 17th, by the way, a great number, 17. Um, and that was by accident. That wasn't on purpose, by the way, but that's when I got sworn in was on the 17th, um, of October. <laughs> oh, that was great. But anyway, but yeah, so let's, let's just listen to this because, you know, this is what happens with anybody. It doesn't matter. Mostly leftists, but even dumb Republicans, when you confront them with actual facts, true history, they have nothing to counter with except, oh, well, that one, this is a this is a, a very interesting discussion. Let's listen to this stupid moron. Well, this is coming when you know this all of this wealth, and you hear about it comes as England is facing rising costs of living, a living crisis, austerity, budget cuts, and so on. And then you have the, those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism, and they're wondering, you know, a hundred billion dollars, twenty-four billion dollars here and there, five hundred million there. Some people want to be paid back and uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are, you know, you have all of this vast wealth? Those are legitimate concerns. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla uh, slavery? The first nation in the world abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say, who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages? Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something, too, I think, at the same time. 
It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll continue. Well, it's, to... it's an interesting discussion, Hillary. I'm so glad you could come on the air and school me on history. Oh my God, that was great. I don't know about you guys. That was just excellent. Oh, my God. oh Don Lemon, what are we gonna do with you, buddy? What are we gonna do with you? You too, buddy, are going to be seeing some trials here in the future with all your counterparts who spread bullcrap propaganda all throughout your dumb career of being just a stupid, stupid talking mouthpiece. This butt piece, you. It just, you know, these people on the on, on CNN, even Fox, these people just never cease to amaze me with their BS. It, seriously. <clears throat> anyway, let's, <laughs> I tell you, I, I'm, I've been battling a slight headache too, by the way. Um, and so I kind of needed that a little bit, a little bit of laughter. So <clears throat> this was kind of an unscripted and an un, um, unplanned podcast. Uh, Because my wife kind of busted out on me saying, hey, you mind if I go and take cave and we're going to go to Owen's football game. That's my nephew over, you know, uh, by Grand Rapids area. I said, yeah, I don't whatever. You know, she goes, you want to come? I'm like, no, because by the time you guys get back, it's me like 1030. I got to be in bed by then. I got to be sleeping, looking at my eyelids by 1030. Like, there's no way. So anyway, here I am. You guys got me for an extra day, an extra podcast here. So, uh, so this is what I wanted to go over. So it's called, you know, the, the, the discussion is kind of the constitution, your rights in the military. Now I was listening to a conversation with Donna Brandenburg the other day, and she was talking with a guy who's running for sheriff in Wayne County, which is over in Detroit. Now, a lot of people listening from other states and other counties, they might be like, well, why is that relevant to me? First off, forget the fact that he's running for sheriff in a county that's not even of your own. What I want you to hear is some of the things that he talks about because he's very spot on. And then there's one thing I'm going to play. There's a, a very special sound clip that I found that I'm going to play. And Donna, again, Donna Brandenburg, who is running for governor in Michigan underneath the uh, the taxpayer uh, the tax party payer system of Michigan, which is basically a constitutional party. Um, she is the only one who has not accepted or received any PAC money. She has not received any type of payouts. Everything she is doing, she is doing lawfully and she's doing constitutionally. And she's very well aware of the assembly. In fact, she's very, she's actually very much engaged with actually talking with people in the assembly. She actually came to our county and uh, joined in on one of our meetings. And I'm thinking if, if I'm not having to work, hopefully not, um, in October, um, we're going to see if I can try to get her in and sponsor her to come to our state assembly meeting in Michigan here. But she talks about the assembly of people, as a matter of fact. And then there's a few sound clips that I was going to play from our uh, one of our, well, I guess you could call him one of our original founders of the assembly, Destry. <clears throat> he helped with um, many other men and women in Michigan form the Michigan General General Assembly, also known as the MGJA. Then he moved up to Alaska, and then he did the same thing up there, helped get it assembled, and then got the state settled. So Michigan and Alaska are the only two states right now that are assembled and settled. Okay, now there are 12 other states that are assembled. They're just not settled yet. All right. Now, we do need 38 states. We're at 14. 
once Paul gets uh, his 30 people, then we'll have 15 when Nevada decides, you know, when he gets, you know, the 30 people and then they put out their public notice. So the first thing I want to play is this. Okay. So there is an interview that Destry did. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, but there's three sound clips I want to play. So first off, let's just give this a quick listen to, because this is how he starts it off. And it's, it's, it's very true nowadays because people are wondering what in the hell is going on. So listen to this. The time in everybody's life when it seems like the whole world's just turned against them. What is going on? Here we go. See, these are the issues I'm talking about. Let's try this again. The time in everybody's life when it seems like the whole world's just turned against them. Nothing seems to work right. The bills are piling up. You just can't make enough money to pay them. Every time you turn around, you got some scumbag in a suit somewhere trying to reach into your pocket. Can't even go to the store to buy an ice cream cone without having someone in a suit taking a bite out of it before you can even get it in your hand. And you just know it's all wrong. You don't know what it is, but you know it's not right. And people start doing some research and asking questions and wanting to know why. And as time goes on, they're doing more research, they're realizing, hey, this is, this is all wrong. And all your neighbors are saying, yeah, I see that, this is all wrong. Others say, well, can we do anything about it at all? People say, well, yeah, let's get together. And as a team, we'll come up with a solution. We'll implement it. We'll, we'll make this happen. So that's where the assemblies come in. Returning to our roots, seeing what our founders did, what the colonies did to give us our original freedoms. And we discover that, yeah, it worked. But somebody fell asleep along the way. They didn't hold their eternal vigilance to keep the freedom. So how can we get our freedom back again? Well, let's follow our founders' footsteps and redo what they did. But we'll take notes along the way, and we'll take notes of what was done to stop <clears throat> the lawful way that we developed as a country and make sure it doesn't happen again. So we're going on our second attempt at the Great American Experiment. We're going to redo what our founders did, but this time we're going to put things in place to stop happening what happened caused us to lose it. We need to develop that eternal vigilism, teach our children, and teach our children to teach their children. And this has got, this has got to be passed on generation to generation. All right. So that was uh, that was a, a little soundbite that I grabbed from an interview that he did with a different podcaster. It was a video podcast. Uh, one of these days, I will have Destry on. Me and him, we were talking about it. And, you know, because of the time difference, I think he's like five hours behind us, or at least behind Michigan, I should say. I shouldn't say us because, you know, someone in California, he's only like, like maybe what, an hour or two behind you guys. But you know, so we got the challenge of the time difference and then we got, uh, you know, different conflicting work schedules, you know. So um, I'm going to try maybe, you know, four hours. Excuse me, four hours. Thank you, Destry. <laughs> um, but, you know, we got that time difference and then conflicting work schedules. But we were thinking at some point, maybe on a Saturday, we would kind of get on here and talk everything assembly. OK, and not doing the typical conversation that he's been on on other podcasters like with Reba and many others where he basically goes over the, you know, the, the U.S. history compendium, right? A, a short compendium of of the history. We already covered all of that many, many times over, which is why I started, you know, hishardline.com. And there is that link called National Assembly. You can listen to all those key podcasts because when I have Destry on, I want to make sure that we talk about things that are of substance, things that we can get into that 
you know, maybe people actually have questions on, you know, you know, like some solid in-depth topics. Um, so anyways, and even not, even if, you know, even some things, maybe not even assembly related, because there's some interesting things based on our conversations we've had. I mean, some really interesting topics that we've talked about. And so him and there's another guy that I kind of want to actually, you know, vet a little bit more and talk to. I just haven't had a chance lately. He's actually a listener of this channel, but his go, he goes by the handle of raccoon six. Sounds like a very interesting individual. I got to take his word for it, but I believe he's a vet veteran and he's just a wealth of knowledge as well. So I think I like having interesting conversations with people. So, but anyway, but he talks about in that clip that I just played how, you know, people are starting to realize that there is something wrong and we need to figure out what it is. And like you said, when, with the assemblies, we got to put, you know, they're putting things in place that we don't ever lose our country or come close to losing our country ever again. See, we, there was two other attempts before this um, attempt that we're doing right now, which this attempt will succeed, but there was two other attempts previously in this nation to help our nation and the civilians, the people of this nation to return back to self-governance. The first time was during JFK's era. And he actually had literature ready to go out to instruct and inform and educate the you know civilians of America basically how to return back to self-governance and he wanted to get you know back to constitutional money you know he wanted to have precious metal backed you know currency again he wanted money that was not based on debt and i tell you what the cabal the big banking system you know the big bankers the cabal elitists the the scumbags that try to you know are trying to still keep power today well they obviously did away with them and then the second attempt was drum roll please 2001 september and what happened in September of 2001? Well, they told us that terrorists came in and um, dropped some towers with a couple of Boeings, but that's what they tell us. But again, I, I've played some, um, I've had some podcast shows that kind of go over that in extensive detail about what they were trying to do. They were trying to enact Nasara. And that was another time where they were trying to get, um, you know, they, we were trying to get, get our system back in the right track but they didn't want that well here we are now and it's going to take place one way or another it's going to take place and the biggest way it has to take place is everything has to be decentralized and as Destry was just saying right here jfk betrayed his dad joseph kennedy and his pals in the elite and so jfk was for the people like trump is now that's why you see a lot of similarities when you hear Trump speak. There's a lot of similarities in his speeches that are very much akin to JFK's. If you think about it and you really listen carefully, let me take a drink of water. Excuse me. Man, I just have such a dry throat these last several days. I hope it goes away. So I want to get into a couple things first. So first off, I want to get into a little bit of what Donna and uh, John Tater's conversation was. and. Um, the first thing he, they talk about is the Constitution, and he talks about the U.N. and how the U.N., you, you have to have a country in order to have a treaty. You can't have a treaty. The America, the United States cannot have a treaty with an organization that has no country. Let's just give this a quick listen to. It's a very, very interesting individual. Arising under the Constitution, the laws of the United States and treaties made or shall, which shall be made under the authority to all cases affecting ambassadors, public, da, 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 
in all cases, admiralty and jury, and so on and so on and so forth. And based on the United States Constitution, under the United States Constitution. So if it's not in the Constitution, they can't make a treaty. And the UN is not a nation. So how do you make a treaty? Because it only allows them to make treaties with nations. United Nations is not a, not a uh, nation. It is an entity or an, a group of people that got together and called themselves the United Nations. You can't make a treaty with a group of people. And so United Nations treaties have absolutely no effect in the United States. We're just monitoring what the UN's doing. That's all. So when you worry about the blue helmets coming to the United States and taking guns away, that's so far from reality, it's ridiculous. However, you know how the deep state plays the game, right? They issue a Yeah. The UN, <clears throat> just so you guys know, the assembly, the Michigan General General Assembly, I can't remember if there were other state assemblies that signed on to this, but they had kicked out, the UN had been kicked out of D.C. and New York. And I believe, and remember, the U.N. is a corporation, just like the United States is. Okay, it's not a country. It has no landmass. But yet they got evicted out of D.C. and New York. And I believe they had to completely just leave the nation. They, they had to go set up shop somewhere else. And I want to say part of that somewhere else is, I think, somewhere in Africa, if I recall correctly. But, yeah, it's like Destry was saying, the U.N., just like I said, yeah, it, it, he's, I, I just parroted what he just typed. The U.N. as a corporation cannot interact with sovereign nations. It's all fictional. It's all make-believe. The UN, so many people freak out about the UN coming in and doing mass vaccinations and taking our guns and, oh my God, they're going to militarize the UN. Oh no. No, the UN can't do squat. Okay. And even with or without a military, do you know how many people in this nation have guns? And they, the gun sales have just increased exponentially between 2020 up to now, especially in, and it's what's more interesting is in blue states like New Jersey and New York and places like that and Illinois. I mean, their, their gun sales have been going through the roof. That should tell you something. People do not trust their government. Let's listen to this next, uh, this next piece here. You know how the deep state plays the game, right? They issue a law knowing it's unconstitutional. And people that don't know any better flock to do whatever the law says. If the law says, turn in your guns on such and such a date and get a hundred bucks, they'll all run and turn in. These are not the patriots. These are just general public people. They'll run and turn in their gun because the law said so. Or if you, they tell you you need to wear a mask because there is a there is a, a bad pandemic going on and there's a virus that's going to come and kill you and it's dropping bodies on the floor all throughout America. You better put on that mask. Um, it, yeah, that's the same people. And then it'll go through the United States Supreme Court and the Supreme Court say you can't do that. But it'll take two years or three years for it to get through the system. And so in that two, three years... The deep state has accomplished their goal. They have taken guns off the street. And that's the way the game is played. So if you don't know your rights, you don't have any. 
you give them up. You can't. And by the way, they can't take them from you. They can't. They can't uh, write <laughs> laws to change them. They can't. It's you were born with those rights. You came to this country with those rights. You still have those rights. Yeah, you still have those rights because those rights are unalienable rights. And that was what was written in the Declaration of Independence. Unalienable rights means you can't give up your rights and they can't be taken away. And it just that's what cracks me up about this whole pandemic bullcrap back in 2020. Six feet apart. You got to wear your mask when you walk in a restaurant. But when you sit down, you could take off your mask. That's the safe zone. But you stand up. That's danger. Dangerous. But you got to stand six feet apart, guys, because that's what Fauci said. Yeah. That's what Fauci said. Fauci is a damn liar, and he's going to hang, too. Destry was just saying the MGJA ordered the UN, by the way, to leave North America continent back in 2012. And, And the next day, the head guy actually left, and he never came back. He can't recall his name at the moment, but... The UN is of no danger and of no threat to us. So... Anybody who is still freaking out about an invasion by China or an invasion by the UN or an invasion by whatever, I'm going to tell you, just calm down and breathe. There are safeguards in place. Do not trust the media. Be careful what other podcasters tell you because people will tell you that, you know, there's a lot. Listen, we're being told that we are being infiltrated at the border. Listen, maybe. Maybe not. But here's the thing. When I was down there in 2020, I was in El Paso. Okay. I wasn't in El Paso. I was hauling fuel. I was down there for about a month and a half. I actually talked with a few border patrol agents, as a matter of fact, because I wanted to go check out the wall. I wanted to go to the border. I wanted to see different parts of the border. I was curious. I talked to a lot of military personnel that were staying at my hotel uh, and they were, you know, uh, you know, they were deployed there and they weren't allowed to leave for quite some time. I have a funny feeling. Now, this is before I knew anything about the assemblies. I have a funny feeling it had something to do with, you know, um, not so much COVID, but maybe part and parcel of the 21 requisitions that the assemblies had put forth. But I talked to one guy and befriended a very uh, a, a guy who was a National Guardsman, um, I, apparently out of D.C., believe it or not. And he was deployed there. And his main job was to, you know. Um, they were doing border security and watching the border from the helicopter. And he would also work on the helicopters as well. But part of him working on the helicopters also meant doing nightly ride alongs with the patrol. So I don't care what the news is saying. I don't care how many migrants they're telling you is pouring over the border. Look, are there some migrants coming over the border? Uh, Yeah, of course there are. There are, there's always going to be, people filtering through but not in the freaking numbers that they're trying to exaggerate they're trying to freak us out and instill fear when i was down there let me tell you what you know how many freaking border crossers i saw or heard of from the military that patrolled that border and helped the border patrol i heard of zero in that area but yet fox news and all these other fake news outlets they want to keep telling you about eagle pass for crying out loud again like i said i'm not sitting here telling you that border crossings are happening they of course are happening 
They're happening in California. They're happening in New Mexico and Arizona and, of course, Texas. But they're not happening, in my estimation, from what I saw, in the freaking exaggerated numbers that they're trying to tell. Okay? It's just, it's not. I tell you, it's, it's, it's super frustrating to see what reality is and what news is trying to tout. And don't think for a minute that just because that there's a podcaster or an influencer out there that you think you can trust and they're trying to say the same thing that the news is saying, you got to be very careful because they'll put out, there's people that will put out 90, 85, 90% truth just to give you 10 to 15% lies. Be very aware of those people. Like you said, it's a matter of convincing people who don't know the law to capitulate or to to uh, to conform to what they want you to do. When they when when at any point in time you can just say no and walk away from this illegal manipulative system. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And we need to we need to be more and more walking away from the system and say we're not we're not playing your game. You have violated the Constitution. You have violated your oath of office. You're actually creating treason, and you need to be kicked out, and you need to end up uh, going to trial for treason. That's the kind. That's our attitude. That's the way we should be focusing on these public functionaries that violate our law, violate our rights. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I'm sorry. Oh, what's going on here? I tell you, I really cannot stand Podbean. But anyway, but he's absolutely right, though. These people, we, we need to walk away from the system altogether. All right. And these people in the system that have been trying to pull the wool over our eyes, they are going to be held accountable. And believe you me, and this isn't just some sort of <clears throat> wishful thinking. This isn't some hopium talk. This isn't. What I'm about to say is not blowing smoke up you know where. This is going to happen. There's a thing called the contempt of the Constitution. I did a podcast on it. It's very important. Maybe you should go check it out. If you want to find it directly, you can find it on the front page on the National Assembly website. That's www.national-assembly.net. There's four podcasts that I did that are actually right there on the front page. No, I'm not the owner of the website. That is the National Assembly's website. But the contempt of the Constitution is there. Why is that important? Well, it's the first de jure law that was created since 1861. And that law stipulates, in it, and it's a very lengthy law, that there is no statue of limitations for these people, these tyrants, these dictators that have usurped their powers and overstepped their powers, you know, overstepped their boundaries against we, the people, they are going to be held in contempt of the constitution and they will be tried for treason and crimes against humanity. And guess what? They will hang. Fauci. Whitmer. There's so many others. I, I, I mean, I, I can, God, I could just list them all. We'd be here all night. Don't have that time. 
Now, listen to this. Donna actually talks about the assemblies here. Now, remember, Donna's running for governor in Michigan on the de facto side, mind you. But listen to what she says. It's going to be tough because we have been docile for so many years. And now to say we've got to stand up for it against these people who got guns and whatever. And, and, and I'm actually afraid I'll end up in jail, that kind of stuff. Uh, 99% of the time, it's a threat that has no ba- that has no basis and no ability to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly isn't going to happen if all of us stand up together and say, "No, this isn't happening." And and it's the it's the it's the power of the assembly of us when we assemble and we move forward together. We we the people have all the power against tyrants. Oh, wait, I'm going to pause there for a second. We, the people, have power against all the tyrants, which is why we need to get more people assembled. Why do you think I'm doing the freaking assembly updated more every week? Come on, ladies and gentlemen, get your people, get your 30 people in a room. Let's hammer out the details. It's, it's, it, 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 we can make it very easy. Okay, we can make it very easy. You just got to get your people. I know you know 30 people in a state. Come on. Okay. And guess what? She's going to continue talking here about the assembly here for a second. Let's see what else she's going to say. And I think that that's, that can't be overstated, <clears throat> you know, that, that I, I believe that if we think somebody's going to come with a cape on to rescue us at this point in time, there's a lot of people that are working to uh, restore this nation to, to, you know, old school the way it was supposed to be because we're so far away from it right now. But it's going to require every single one of us to jump into that fight and to fight for this nation together, not to take it for granted anymore, but to actually, but to actually fight for this nation and see it as something worth fighting for. And, uh, you know, like it says in the declaration of independence to pledge our lives, our fortune, our sacred honor in order to stand shoulder to shoulder as what? as Americans, not Republicans, not Democrats. So I've got a funny story that happened this weekend. I met with a... Yeah, and guess who she'd be talking about? The Michigan General Jural Assembly, ladies and gentlemen. And might I remind you all that Donna Brandenburg is indeed endorsed by... Oh, who is that guy that... I think they tried putting in jail and then Trump exonerated him. Oh, that's who. General Michael Flynn. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen. She's endorsed by General Michael Flynn. She knows his whole family personally. She's gone to his house, had dinner. She's had Michael Flynn's sister on her BNN show. She knows the assembly because she's spoken with we the people in the assembly. She's come to our county. And I got news for you. We are the lawful assembly, not that David Strait and AVR crap. I just saw a comment on Telegram just yesterday saying, oh, well, David Strait is saying that the Republic in Texas is, is, you know, is is assembled and settled. No, no, no. mm -mm, Stop it. No, they're not. If you hear the name David Strait or Anna Von Reitz or AVR, run. Because they are feeding you a line of, excuse my language, cover your ears, kids, if you're in the car or by the radio and you're listening to this. I'll give you a, a five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. They're full of shit. 
They're full of crap, ladies and gentlemen. David Crooked is his name. Listen, I would, you know, <laughs> I know Destry's not about slinging mud, but man, I wish he would come on and talk about some of the things he knows, like some of the things he saw with AVR up in Alaska. She's up in Alaska, by the way. But we're going to leave that alone for a minute. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When Donna Brandenburg becomes governor, okay, yes, yeah, she is running for the de facto, a de facto position. This is why she's, they're so scared of her. Listen, she's, Donna, there's so much going on. I don't even know where to even keep it going. So Donna Brandenburg, her, her lieutenant governor, Melissa Carone, who is a whistleblower, she got threatened. She got threatened and, and her kids were threatened. Her whole family was threatened. And it's looking like she's not going to be able to run. I don't know yet. I'm not sure exactly what the what it's looking like. But it's looking like they're trying to push Melissa Carone since she was a whistleblower for the Dominion voting system. They're trying to scare her out of running as the lieutenant gov governor for Donna. And I think they're doing it to Tudor Dixon, too, from my understanding. Now, I'm not a Tudor Dixon sympathizer, but I'm pretty certain that these people who are trying to keep their little power player in place, witless, they're doing everything they can to not only hurt Tudor Dixon, but they're trying everything they can to destroy Donna Brandenburg's chances of becoming governor. Because here's the thing, she will become governor. And they know that she's going to fire every single one of their asses when she gets in office. And guess what? She will be able to do it with ease because she'll have a, well, let's put it this way. She already has a de jure form of government that's already situated in place, and it's called the Michigan General General Assembly. She knows fully well what's going on. And let me tell you something else. When she becomes governor, not if, when, she will. When she becomes governor, which, by the way, speaking of Donna, she's going to be on um, his hard line for the uh, Brandenburg Block Hour this coming up Friday at 8 a.m., just FYI, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., um, or I should say 8.55 a.m., I should say. And then at 9 a.m., I'm going to be on her BNN for an hour till 10, and then I'm going to be done because I, I, you know, I, I want to enjoy my Friday. So just FYI. Yeah, that would mean 5 a.m. for you, Rita. <laughs> it sucks. I would never wake up for my podcast that early. I would catch it on the download side all day long. <laughs> but anyway, um, I do appreciate your dedication. <laughs> we'll have coffee together while, while, while we uh, jump, you know, jabber on. Um, but here's the thing. They know exactly. This is why they're scared of her. They know what she's capable of. They know who the Michigan General General Assembly is, and who's they? The elite, the cabal, the ones that are still running rogue, the ones that are not arrested yet. Believe me, there's still some power players out there that are running around trying to freaking kick and scream and throw their tantrums and try to keep their power. It's not going to work. They are screwed. It's like Destry said in that one sound piece I played a little bit back. We are putting things in place to make sure that we never lose this nation again. Speaking of which, let me play this next clip. 
how the MGJA is affiliated with the military. Listen. The MGJA was formed by the military, an admiral, a brigadier general, and a colonel who trained under MacArthur. They formed the Michigan General Drill Assembly with people like me being involved with it that don't have a military background kept it from being a military coup. Back in 2015, there was news that came out, some people may remember it. When the governors were all coming together for a governor's convention in Las Vegas, they were intercepted by military. They were escorted off the planes they arrived in and put aboard another plane and taken off to a military base. These governors were instructed by the military about the assembly. And they were flat out told, do not interfere with these assemblies. The people mm -hmm. have a right to do this. Do not block them. If you do, you're gonna have to deal with us. What we did was strictly lawful. It was done in a proper manner. There was a lot of study went in throughout the year. And mm -hmm. what was interesting is a good portion of this study was done on Nero and Rome. The Roman people, how they got out from under their tyrannical government was through giving public notice. Public notice of claiming who they are, that they're alive, they're not dead. Claiming their estate, and it worked. And we took that same principle and applied it today to our assembly. We develop our assemblies, we get them organized, we elect our seat, we give public notice. Boom, public notice. We give public notice. I tell you what, I gotta say, I wish I was a fly on the wall when those 50 governors got apprehended by the by the military in Vegas. And I believe they got taken to a uh, to a military installation. I think it was in Texas. And that's when they gave them the rundown of exactly what was happening and what we the people were doing. In fact, Destry was just saying right here in the chat board, he says, when I am threatened, it is just grease for the wheel makes me go harder against them. And I get energized on threats. <clears throat> Amen. I wish I could have seen the faces of these people when they got brought into that briefing room and were told, hey, guess what, guys? Because like I said, remember, there's three, in my opinion, there's three governments going on, not just two, there's three. You got the military government, because that is a separate government in its own. You got the de facto government, which is the one running the corporation. And then you got your de jure Republican form of government, which is the one that is the one where we self-govern ourselves with the lower three branches below we the people and the people's grand juries. That's the lawful government. And the military wants to take orders from the people. They don't want to take orders from tyrants. They don't want to take orders from the elite. That's why there are this thing called white hats. And people that think that that's a fake thing, I got news for you. No, it's not. Because there is also a thing called white knights that I read in a book called, uh, it's I think it was called The Culling of Man, where white knights were good men and women, particularly more men because it was, you know, back in like, I think it was in the 50s and 60s, corporate men that would try to help rescue corporations from a hostile 
takeover from bad people. So you had white knights, and then you got your white hats in the military, or well, white helmets, as they some of them call them. And so <clears throat> the military, again, starting with General Douglas MacArthur, back in the 50s, all the way up until now, I mean, this has been a long-standing plan. People have no idea. And I'll be completely honest, I have really no clear idea just exactly the details and the complexity of this operation to restore America back to the Republic. This is a serious thing, folks. When I say we need 30 people in each state minimum and start assembling on a, on a regular basis and then put together your public notice your, for, you know, to, to put in a state publication, I'm not saying that lightly. We need 38 states to do it. We got 14, so hopefully soon to be 15 with Nevada. We need 38 states. Do you want to see change in this, in this country, folks? Get involved with your assembly. If you know people in other states, tell them. Get 30 people together. Listen, again, doesn't have to be a full-time job. But invest a little time, invest a little effort. You're going to be amazed at what kind of change will happen. But here's the thing. One way or another, whether if we get our 38 states or not, one way or another, Michigan's going to be coming out of interim status. We will be the first state that comes out of interim status. Well, Jason, how's that happen? Well, we need to get our three quarters of our counties to be settled. We need 13 people in each county and three quarters of the counties. And in each county, as they get settled, assembled and settled, then that's when they read their um, covenant, their county covenant in public to their, uh, you know, uh, to the de facto. And you mark my words, Michigan will come out of interim status before we get our 38 states. Now, why is that important? Well, remember, Donna is running for governor. And when she wins, and she will. We're going to, I guarantee, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know the plan. But I can guarantee you the end result is we're going to end up getting a three quarters of our counties assembled and settled with their petite grand juries. We're going to come out of interim status. And what that basically means is, guess what? Now we are going to be able to operate as a de jure republic on the state level. And you know what that's going to mean? Other states are going to start seeing the success of what's happening in Michigan when a government, a state government is ran by we the people. Do you think that kind of story is going to stay quiet nationwide or even worldwide for that matter? I got a little answer for you. It's not going to stay a secret. It's going to be all around the world. People are going to see and watch Michigan. That's why I keep saying the world's going to watch Michigan. They're going to notice what Michigan's doing. Watch Michigan go. We will have full powers of a nation state. And you know what that's going to do for other states like Florida and California and Hawaii and New York that are already assembled? They're going to be like, holy shit, we need to get our asses in gear. We need to get the rest of our offices elected so we can be settled. And you know what that's going to do for the states that aren't even assembled yet, like Texas or Oklahoma? They're going to be like, holy crap. We, whole, what? Are you guys seeing what's happening in Michigan? Look, look what's going on in Michigan. Look what Donna Brandenburg is doing. She, she just got elected for governor under the Constitutional Party, and she's working with this, this group called the Michigan General Journal Assembly. Who, who, who are those people? 
Well, I don't know, Fred, but you know what? I heard that they're the ones running the state now, not the elite. Well, holy shit, man, we need to go and do that too. And then guess what? That We're not going to have to worry about getting 38 states. We're going to get our 50. But I think we're going to have to be the one that has to lead the way as usual. As usual. But you know what makes it so beautiful? It's It's decentralized. It can't be ran or controlled by any one person. It's decentralized. Decentralization is very, very important. Ooh. Now, I've always heard 51 states, but 54 states? See, Destry was saying we will end up with 54 states. I know one of them could be possibly Alberta and Canada, I think, right? Alberta? Yeah, I think it was Alberta. Yep. I'm intrigued about the other three. Care to elaborate? I'll sit here and wait in anticipation. <laughs> Reed is like, please do tell. Well, while he thinks about if he wants to release the cat out of the bag about the other three, I got one more clip I want to play for you. The military started the assemblies. They want to take their orders from the people, not the corporation. So the, the, the Joint Chiefs of Staff isn't going to tell them that far. They want us to come forward. Back in 2013, Department of Homeland Security Domestic Terrorism Unit paid the Michigan General Drill Assembly a visit. They sat in the back and watched us while we were in session. When it was over with, we met them out in the parking lot. We figured out who they were and we confronted them. Them investigators flat out told us that we see what you're doing, you're operating within your rights, you've got no intention on trespassing on the corporation, we hope you succeed what they said we asked them we says is there anything we could do to rub you the wrong way they said yes you can do whatever you want but don't go around arresting judges that's what they told us we told them it says we've got no intention on doing anything like that we're here to nullify and self-government we're not here to go into the corporation and try and create problems Yeah, so that's pretty interesting, huh? Pretty interesting stuff. So let's see. Destry was saying, Articles of Confederation, 1777, Article 11. That will be the additional four states. It will. Let's see. Well, I know. Let's see. The additional four states. The additional. I'm, I'm like taking a look real quick because now I'm curious. Now you got me reading, Destry. I really don't want to read right now in the air. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Let's see here. There is a lot to read here. Hmm. I'm going to have to come back to that. I don't want to read. But anyway, I hope a lot of this is a little bit more clear to you folks. A lot of the stuff that I put out, there's a rhyme and a reason behind it. And no, I don't have somebody in the back room here saying, all right, Jason, this is what you're going to talk about next. All right, you need to talk about this. Now, I get some suggestions. Like Destry asked me, like when I get done with the EDU spot, for example, I'm going to be the last, I'm on the last part of it, which by the way, is on the Constitution. 
Um, and it's probably going to take two different shows because it's a pretty lengthy, you know, it's going to be a lengthy reading. And so he asked me, he goes, you know, maybe would you mind going over the fundamental orders of 1638? I said, no, absolutely. I think that's a great idea because people need to be very well aware of what the, you know, fundamental orders of 1638 is. Let's see, what did Destry here say? Australia can only, with approval of 38 states, this means we have to have the rest of the states done first. Yeah, that's right. Because we can't, we can't, um, we can't be involved in anything international until we get our crap together here stateside. So that's, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Now, I think not only Alberta, I think the other, I think maybe the other provinces of Canada, I'm, I'm like, I'm still trying to kind of do a skim through reading right now. I I'm thinking that's my guess. Man, I really want to find this. But I'm going to take a guess and say it's the rest of Canada. Yeah. He said Canada has an existing open invitation to join. Yeah, that's right. And that, again, was per the Articles of Confederation, or the, uh, art, yeah, the Articles of Confederation, 1777, Article Number 11. <clears throat> so... You know, here's the end result of all this, folks. The Constitution is something that people are going to start getting to know. The true Constitution, the Constitution for the United States of America, not the Constitution of the United States. People are going to start getting very familiar with the Confederation, the Articles of Confederation. People are going to understand and fully comprehend what their rights are. That their rights aren't given by man. They are unalienable, given to us by God, and we cannot give them away, and they cannot be taken. The military is behind this operation called Restore America Plan, also known as Operation Blue Book. Again, started by General Douglas MacArthur. I'm trying to learn a lot more about the history here, and there's a lot of information. And as I learn that information, I will bring it here to you all here, to all you men and women at this channel. Like I said, you won't hear a lot of your typical topics that you hear from Bards FM or SGT Report or X22. Or Phil Goodalewski. I don't know. I don't really follow Phil. Everybody has this huge love for him. And maybe he's legit. I don't I don't know. I'm not here to sling mud and tell you who's legit and who's not legit. Because quite frankly, I have no substantiating proof one way or the other on anybody. But you have to ask yourself, what is Jason talking about at his hard line that others are not talking about? And he keeps talking about it like at, almost ad nauseum. He's talking about the assembly of people, not status correcting like David Strait and the AVR want you to do. We're talking about truly assembling, getting back to our roots, the way our founding fathers had designed it. Exactly. 
And Destry was just saying, imagine our world if all nations around the planet are under our Bill of Rights and Declaration of Independence. Imagine that. And that is written in the Bible. We would have a free and peaceful world if that became the case. It really would. I mean, to have nations and the people of nations all around the world truly become free and liberated from the tyrannical dictators in these other nations. Now, here's a thought before we close this out. I was thinking about this today, about the Queen's funeral. Now, I'm going to, I always try to make sure everything that I say here is factual. And if there's something that I take, if I take a misstep in some, you know, misspeaking, usually I get corrected and then I will correct the record on another show. Now, what I'm going to say now is purely my opinion. They're just my thoughts. It's not based on fact. It's not based on anything I heard. It's not based on evidence. This is just Jason... Jones's simple little mind going to town here for a minute, and I'm probably going to get lost. <clears throat> Excuse me. Think about this for a second. And I was thinking about this. Trump, President Trump, was not allowed at the Queen's funeral. I'm pretty certain. Putin was not at the Queen's funeral. And I'm, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty certain President Xi of China was not at the Queen's funeral. I know the Iranian, I think someone from Iran, Iraq, I can't remember, was not there. But you had the hugest and largest display of world leaders from all around the world right there in one area. You had all the world leaders, for the most part, right there in the UK. Yes, I know it's the Queen. Everybody probably wants to pay their homage, right? Yeah, that's right, Patriot Eagle. Biden wasn't there mentally. <laughs> he probably it wasn't there at all. It's probably his double because the real Biden's probably six feet under. But you had all these world leaders, supposedly, in one area. Now, this is my thought process. You had a ton, a ton of military. A ton of military surrounding this area with all these world leaders. Now, this is just my little dream and hope. But how funny would it be if they were all apprehended? You had all those world... Because I thought about this, too. From what I understand, they these all these world leaders with, I guess, the exception of Biden, because he got to take the beast. 
that nobody was allowed to bring in and fly in with their private jets. They had to fly in commercially, from my understanding. World leaders had to fly in commercially. Now, why? Now, I'm just, I'm trying to provoke thought here for a moment. And again, remember, anything I'm saying right now is not factual-based. It's not evidence-based. This is just, I'm going to town for a second. I'm just stick with me for a minute. We keep hearing about this date on the 24th coming up on Saturday of something that going going that that's going to be a date that we're all going to remember in history. And we're going to all going to remember where we were at, almost similar to like 9/11. Now, could that mean another 9/11 event? I hopefully not. I don't want to see people die because if that's the case, I'm going to be pissed. However, my mind and my gut feeling Again, I know I'm going on feelings. Facts aren't feelings. Remember that. And I've already made that very clear. But I'm going on my gut feeling here that I think we're going to see something tremendously happen. And maybe, just maybe, it could be one of the requisitions being fulfilled that was put forward to the military by we the people in the assembly. I don't know what's going to come about on the 24th, but I find it very interesting that the 24th will mark 17 days from the Queen's death. And yet, some German politician who was addressing the President of Parliament was making that very clear, saying that the 24th of September 2022 will be a day that we'll, we will all remember. <clears throat> I find that very interesting. And how funny would it be if all these people got rounded up in that area? Because we don't just have white hats in this nation. We have white hats everywhere. The UK, China, fighting against the CCP. We got them everywhere. And if you listen to my podcast from last night, which I highly recommend you save offline on a thumb drive or an external hard drive, it's called The Event, and it was a, uh, I forgot what else it said. It was like a crisis review briefing. You might want to save that, and you might want to listen to it, because what I read was drafted in September 29th, 2013. Now, keep in mind, October of 2013, I can't remember the exact date. Maybe Destry can help me with that, but in October uh, I want to say maybe it was 9th or 13th. I can't remember. But October of 2013, that's when the assembly sent an open letter to the provost marshal and basically everyone in D.C. and all 50 governors. And basically, we well, we put them on notice. And I find it very interesting that what I read yesterday, this community leaders briefing was put together September 29th of 2013. And if you listen to that briefing it specifically stated at one point this is not a military coup and this is far from it just like the assembly the assembly is about returning to original jurisdiction back to self-governance and when people try to tell me when i try to explain the assemblies to people people try telling telling me Oh, well, it sounds like an overthrow of the government. No, 
bullshit. That's not what that is. And if you say it again, I'm going to slap your face. And I'm not a violent person. But I take certain words that people say very seriously, and that's that's some of them. You try saying that one more time, you're going to get a backhand across your freaking lip. This is not an overthrow of the government. This is getting back what was taking away, what, what we were so stupid and ignorantly allowed to be taken away from us. We are taking back what should have been ours all along. But we're doing it lawfully and we're doing it peacefully. Let me repeat that. We're doing it lawfully. We're doing it peacefully. It cannot be a coup. The military is upholding an oath and lawful orders from the people, as Destry just said. The military wants to take orders from the people. They don't want to run a nation. They want orders by the people who are self-governed. And anyone that tries to tell you different and other podcasters and other influencers can shut the hell up. And excuse me for being a little passionate, but this I, I so badly want to call so many people out, but I'm not. Because they still put out some good solid truths. Now again, Donna said in that clip I played, nobody's going to come rolling in and saving us on a big knight in shining armor and a white cape. She's right. We are going to save ourselves. We have to take accountability. We have to boot these tyrants in their ass and out of D.C. But we got to do it lawfully and peacefully. We're not here to trespass on the de facto. We're just simply here to nullify them. That's it. And yes, you got bad elements in the military. But you also have good elements in the military as well. It's like anything. You got good teachers, you got bad teachers. You got good cops, you got bad cops. It's called, excuse my language, you got shitbag people and you got good, godly, righteous people. That's just the way it is. So yeah, there's bad people in the military. Absolutely. There's bad brass at the top. Yep. But guess what? That all goes away when we get our 38 states plus. Because their asses will be tribunaled, sent to Gitmo. And as Trump has always said, the power will go back to the people. Let's play the... Um, the Warrior's Prayer. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. May it guard my heart from evil so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace. May I stand firm in the good news of the gospel so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. 
may keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hand, so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. Amen. And like Destry was just saying, the power is, and he's right, the power is already returned to the people. But we need to assemble to use that power. We need strength in numbers, folks. Okay. We already have the power, but here's the thing. In order to wield that power, we need more people in the assembly to do it the way that the Constitution calls for. And Michigan and Alaska has already demonstrated the use of that power. And we're going to continue to con you know, use that power once we come out of interim status. And you're going to see what Michigan and Alaska are going to be doing. You're going to be like, holy crap. Yeah. So remember, as I always state at the end of every show here at His Hardline, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. It's very important you hear that because the enemy has crossed the line for the last time. And we do rely on the protection of divine providence, and we will do our part as warriors for Christ to hold that line. As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Proceed forward, hardliners, and never waver. This is your land, this is your country, and this is your life. Own it and protect it. Have a blessed day or night wherever you're at. We will see you back here tomorrow. Bye-bye. appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy or aiding a person convicted of piracy or associating with a person convicted of piracy shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Joining us here at His Heart Line. 
And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We are warriors for Christ, ladies and gentlemen, and that enemy has crossed that line for the last time, and we will push the enemy back on their side. It's time to get our nation back. It's time to return to God. sins. If we plan on moving forward as a nation under God, we need to ask for his forgiveness. And each and every day, remember, you need to ask and invite Jesus Christ in your heart each and every day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline, and please come back, share this podcast far and wide, and don't forget to share the website www.hisheartline.com. We'll see you next time.